This ain't one of them times you could slide by what you say that you gonna do. Put your money up, run that phase, I'm just showing proof. You know the vibes, Pana. Ain't got no ways up in my guys. I clown in the day, gone in la mañana. I've been on fire lately. Train my spirit, mind, and body daily. Victory is sweet, that's the science, baby. It's only right we represent from Tampa to Tally. And keep the pressure on these ops, they cardio lacking. Till you flapping on the canvas, I'm bobbing and weaving. Unleashing the fury on your face while the audio screaming. Hope they got gray seats or the pay per view. Let's get the breakdown from J, DJ, and Q. You know the vibes. Everybody, we back with podcast number 91. It is your man JD sitting here rocking with my man Q. You already know this is Box of Vibes TV podcast. And welcome to Pod 91. Q, tell them what we got on the menu today, man. Man, we got the Keith Thurman, Mario's Barrios reaction, and the Gwoe. Check out the background, baby. Larissa Shields in her business, you know what I'm saying, in her last fight. And then the spicy, spiciness that happened with her, Savannah Marshall, in the aftermath. And much more. Hey, man, we definitely got a full menu for y'all today, man. So, without further ado, let's go ahead and get into the pod quote of the day. And we're going to touch on this in kind of our overtime segment that y'all can catch on the YouTube channel. But the quote comes from none other than the recently retired Sean Showtime Porter where he stated on his Portaway podcast, quote, Jerron Boots Ennis is overrated, end quote. And that's a very spicy topic right now, especially with, with, with Boots come on the come up and a lot of people eye on that's, That might be a little controversial. But you know, Sean P to be saying he's overrated, but we gonna get into that a little bit later, man. And Q, you already know if they down with the vibes, man. Hit the notification right. bell and subscribe, and subscribe, man. What y'all yeah, still doing here? Know. If you don't want to be here, smash the like button. Right. Stop stunning on the player, man. We we out here. We we, we put our life on the line, man. Come on, rock with us. All right, man. Let's go. All right, man. Without further ado, man, let's hop into topic number one. Let's get into it. So, Keith one-time Thurman finally entered the ring again last weekend against Mario Barrios. Now, the fight, from what the judges saw, ended up being a shutout um, by Keith Thurman. Mario Barrios was a warrior. He came after Thurman. He did the best that he could, but nonetheless, Thurman overall was just on a different level than Mario Barrios. So, Q... It kind of, I think, was what a lot of people expected. I don't think too many people expected Keith Thurman to get upset by Mario Barrios. But, bro, tell me after what you saw transpire, what is next for Keith Thurman, man? What is the play for the man out of St. Petersburg? Hopefully he doesn't go away into hiding on us in another hiatus and disappear the rest of 2022. But now that he's gotten fight number one, out of the way in February, what's next for Keith one-time Thurman, in your opinion? That's a very good question, man. Uh, personally, you know, I I think that fight, first I'm going to say that fight wasn't the walkthrough out there. I think that he probably thought it was. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Uh, and with that being said, um, and like I said in the, in the previous part, 
You know, I, I really think that he's gonna he want the biggest bag, and I, I'm not. And for what I saw in that, in that fight, man, I don't really. You know, he got some rounds in. You know, um, he got he got some he got some good rounds in. That could have been part of the mm -hmm. strategy, but you know, it wasn't. It was a dominant performance, but it was a lot closer than I expected. Mm -hmm. And I really, I, 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 I really mm -hmm. felt like uh, I want to see him get in there and really get him out of there since this man came from one. Even though he was he was big and determined at the way in. You know he right you know, right. Maybe he was maybe he was weight drained in the tank fight. I don't know, but he's a, you know Mario's Barrios is a big boy. He was towering over Keith Thurman, but in in, in the fight he even he even hurt Keith Thurman to the body, which we all seen many times. Mm -hmm. let me let me give a quote by uh by Air the True Spence. Thurman, you tell a maid for me. You are tailor made, you know. Thurman is the body. I mean, I'm not Thurman, but um, tailor made. Hey, 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 tailor made like a three piece suit. Huh? Errol Spence is the body suit, snatcher, bro. man. You know what I'm saying? So, mm -hmm. I mean, he would jab to the body, hook to the body. Uh, so I just feel like if uh, and, and you know, maybe maybe that's the fight. Maybe that's the fight to be made next. Um, they they bought they they on PBC. So if I had to guess, I think that Errol Spence will probably be in the driver's seat to get that fight if he could get past uh you guys. Unless some somehow, because um, like I said before, he's in the driver's seat to get the Bud Crawford fight, or mm -hmm. uh, or the uh, fight with uh with Errol Spence. You know, the win out of right. out of the two of, out of him and you guys. You know what I'm saying? So it remains to be seen. You know, it's still it's still a lot of things that had to had to be in the play. But um, personally, that's what I think, and um, I think he's gonna go. I think he's gonna he's gonna. If he don't overprice himself, because I think he's knowing that that that, that time is ticking away, in my opinion. And both of them guys go to the body real well. That's his vulnerability, and um, his power didn't really look the same to me. You know, I expect for him to at least after we seen what Tank did, I would you know not you know Styles made fights and um, it just it just looked like uh that fight was a lot tougher fight, even though you know he uh outskilled. His movement mm -hmm. was too much, um, but it was right. a lot more competitive than I expected, especially mm -hmm. as the fight went on, you know. Right. Yeah, man, I, I, I agree with you. Uh, I actually do think that we end up seeing the Keith Thurman versus Errol Spence fight, man. I, I actually, as much as Errol Spence has talked about not liking Keith Thurman and refusing to fight Keith Thurman because of, you know, essentially how Keith Thurman did him, when Spence was on the come up and wanting to crack at him, I, I really think that it only makes sense on the PBC on the PBC side, and along with Al Heyman to stay in house again and end up possibly freezing Bud out another year. I, I really don't see Keith Thurman going uh, with Bud the Bud Crawford fight. Um, I really see it being more advantageous for him to roll with Errol Smith. But I will say this, man. And even though the judges had it by a wide margin, I agree with you, brother, that it was more competitive than I expected. Mario Barrios was a very uh, great opponent for Keith Thurman. But from what I see, man, honestly, man, I'd like to see Keith Thurman actually fight another person in the summer to get a few more rounds in because right. right now from what I saw in the Barrios fight, he's absolutely not ready for a Errol Spence Jr. or a Terrence Bud Crawford. So 
I think the real show that will let us know if Keith Thurman really hasn't fully faded after having such a long hiatus would be another fight. You got some rounds in against Barrios. We knew he was coming up from 140, so you knew he wasn't going to be that much of a danger, even though he came in the bigger guy. But now, now stay active. Stay in the gym. Immediately go back in the gym. Maybe take a couple weeks off. And then come back in like June or July against maybe another step-up opponent and see if you can then possibly get that fighter out of there. But also, again, I agree with the point on, on Errol Spence Jr., man, and Bud Crawford. I'm going to tell you, with that body that Keith Thurman has, I don't know what it is, but we repeatedly over and over have seen him hurt to the body and have to get on his bicycle in the middle of fights. And he's spitting my gonna, piece out again. Right, and I'm going to tell you, if there's any fighter... If there's any two fighters, but for sure, Errol Spence and Terrence Bud Crawford are going to dig down south to that body. And I think right now, if he goes right into that fight against either of them, that, bro, I, I, I just see Keith Thurman not coming out victorious because they're going to blast that body, man. And I don't think Keith Thurman can hold up to an onslaught of body shots. So I, I, I we'll see what happens, man. Honestly, I hope that Keith Thurman feels like he wants a few more rounds before he goes into Spence or Bud, because I feel like he needs it. But we'll see, man, with the PBC side, bro, if, if there's anything else that they, they want to do before going right into a Bud or Errol Spence fight. So, okay. you know, we'll, we'll see how that flows. But now let's get into... The main attraction, right? The main attraction, the quote, the lady of the hour, Miss Clarissa Shields. She had a fight against Emma Cozen this past weekend. And she went the distance, but man, was she dominant. The head movement was slick. The body work was slick. This girl looked amazing like her boxing skills is on another level than a lot of women in the sport. So, Q, man, what is next for Clarissa Shields? We know that the Savannah Marshall fight is being dangled in front of her face, although it cannot be forgotten that actually Savannah Marshall does have a fight March 13th. She's and a lot of people, a lot of people... Are, are, are saying hold your horses it's not a guaranteed or a foregone conclusion that she handles business on March 13th but that's supposedly the next move but man give me your assessment of the quote this past weekend and what you expect from the quote coming next after such a dominant performance over Emma Cozy man she was she was amazing I mean she was very sharp. You know, her punch placement, head movement, I was very impressed. She dominated 12 rounds. You know what I'm saying? I would like for her to get to get the stoppage, and I'm sure she, she was gunning for it. She had, she had uh she had my girl hurt, you know what I'm saying, like a couple of times. But uh either way it go, <laughs> it was amazing. All the all the salt, all the spiciness after that fight, man. With, mm -hmm. with you know, Savannah Marshall basically said she wasn't impressed. If you fight that like that against quote. She said, if you fight like that against me, say she'll basically mop the floor with her. That's what she told her in her own uh -huh. accent. Clarissa didn't understand what the words were that was coming out of her mouth. But once it was expressed to what she said, she got up, she was sitting down, she got up and it got, it turned into that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's, what said. That's uh -huh. why I'm here. That's why I'm here. Uh -huh. You didn't come over there. I came over here. We're fighting me. You know what I'm saying? So they, they going to get that cracking next. She said, win your fight. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? She said, where's your gold medals? 
know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's, it went it went down like that. Where your titles because at? Where, where are all your titles at? Mm -hmm. Savannah mm -hmm. Marshall is. Um, I think she's a dope fighter, but she's she's largely relevant because she's the last woman to beat Clarissa Shields at 17. You know what I'm saying? The amateurs. And um, uh, I'm very excited about that fight, man, because uh, Savannah um, Savannah Marshall. Um, she's trained by the, the Tyson Fury camp, is the Huri Fury, uh, Uncle of Souls, mm -hmm. you know, a couple of people in, in the Fury camp, and she's six feet tall, 5'11, I think. Long reach, she has crazy athleticism, awkwardness, decent movement, and power. She has power. She has a well timed uppercut, you know what I'm saying? And I even see Clarissa gave her props. She was at one of her fights, and she was just watching the just to be that long and linky to, to time the uppercut like she do. You know, she has some very, she's very uh, coordinated. And, you know, but one thing about her, she has a fault world-class opponents that Clarissa Shea has. Clarissa mm -hmm. Shea has definitely had the experience advantage over her. You know what I'm saying? Done fought the, the top of the top. And um, she's done pretty much seen everything. Right. And um, I'm very excited about this fight because this is a stylistic masterpiece. I mean, I'm, I'm very anxious to see, you know what I'm saying? See, see yeah. what goes down, and hopefully Savannah Marshall handles her business. It ain't no doubt in my mind. She's going to do what she got to do, you know, but it's still boxing. But um, I'm excited, man. I'm ready. What, what do yeah. you say, brother? Hey, man, I'm, I'm going to tell you this, man. Right now, after what I witnessed uh, in the fight this past weekend, let me keep it real from, for a lot of people out here who want to – you know, the narrative around Clarissa Shields right now is that – Oh, she doesn't have power. She's only got two knockouts, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. All right. So, you know, on a certain level, okay, that may be true that she doesn't have the one hitter quitter power, right? But I'm going to tell y'all right now, for anybody who was watching, that fight against Emma Cozen, no, that should have been a TKO. It should have been a straight up TKO because Emma Cozen, whether people want to say uh, that Clarissa has thud or not, after the second round, Emma Cozen really wasn't trying to win the fight. She was anymore. surviving. She was surviving. Yeah, that girl was. She was simply trying to survive. And so, in my opinion, in a sport like boxing, when you are sitting there and you're not really trying to take out the champ, you're not really trying to win. You're not really trying to win, and you're taking a plethora of body shots and you're taking numerous uh, chin shots. At a certain point, that fight should have been stopped by that corner. You could tell that all they were really trying to do was get to the finish line just to say that, okay, she didn't knock us out. But at the end of the day, I don't care what people say when it comes to the sport of boxing, you are getting hit in the head and you are getting concussed. And that young lady Nick took a number back. of shots that she didn't have to take that she may feel later on in life. So there are certain situations with Clarissa where, yeah, you could say that she doesn't have one hit or quitter power, but she's putting on such an exquisite boxing display that there's certain fights like last Saturday night that should have been a TKO stop. That no should have been it. over with. So I'm gonna say this, and I'm gonna get. Let me get to Savannah Marshall on, 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 on right quick, because the narrative around Savannah Marshall is that she is the last lady to beat Clarissa Shields, and she beat her in the amateurs. Well, I would have a lot of people uh, to know. Savannah Marshall is actually 30 years old right now. Clarissa Shields, 26 years old. Mm. So for all the people out there, go do the math on when they were in the amateurs. So that means Savannah Marshall at, was 21, 22. Clarissa was 17. 
Exactly. Right. Yeah. So so everybody go do that math on how young a young Clarissa Shields was when she lost that bout to Savannah Marshall. And I have to agree with Clarissa Shields on this point, right? Because she sat there and said, okay, you beat me, but you've been in the game longer than me. You have been around the block longer than me. But where are your world championships? Where are your Olympic gold medals? Where are all of the accolades and success stories that the young 26-year-old Clarissa Shields has? So if you really are this deal, then where is the rest of that? And I, I'm, I'm going to tell people right now, man, I personally think, and I appreciate that they're drumming up this fight because I really want Clarissa Shields to get this bag. I really want her to get the biggest bag possible in the UK against Savannah Marshall. But to keep it 100, man, she going to mop the floor with this girl, Savannah Marshall, man. She going to mop her behind. Like, it's going to be easy work. I don't care what kind of power they try to say that Savannah Marshall has. Her skill level is not on the level of a Clarissa Shields. And, and she in no way, shape, or form has proven it in any way, shape, or form. You got a Clarissa Shields who, even at 26 years old, has really dealt with a lot of different adversity, fought different girls in the ring, different girls at the top level, been floored by Hannah Gabriels, where she got rocked in the first round, like, oh, shoot. She just caught down on her mouthpiece and, and, and bit down on her mouthpiece and got the victory. Whether it's been Christina Hammer, whether it's been Ivana uh, Habison, I believe her name is. You, the list goes on and on and on, all the way down to Emma Cozen with these top fighters. Who, when they get in the ring with her, you can say what you want to say, but she ends up getting the victory and outboxing them. So, I, I, I do, I do think that we get the Savannah Marshall fight. My prediction right now, and I'll probably say it about four, five more times before it goes down, man, it's not going to be any way, in any way close the way people think it's going to be. And it's going to be an absolute dominating performance for uh, Clarissa Shields. And I, the last thing I will say uh, before moving off Clarissa Shields, I have to salute her and give her her kudos no matter what people want to say. Because even as I was reading stories about Clarissa Shields, and I, I really thought about it like, man, bro, can you believe that as long as we've been talking about Clarissa Shields, that this young lady is really still only 26 years old. With her being 26 years old, it is very feasible that That's this young lady could be dominating. We could we could be talking about Clarissa Shields arguably for the next six, seven, eight years. However long she wants to keep fighting, we could literally be talking about her that long. And for people who want to hate on the GOAT name, come back in about five, six, seven years if this young lady keeps up the way she is and stays undefeated, or she don't even have to stay undefeated, just keeps on winning. Even if, even if she has to bounce back, this lady really, she really will go down as the greatest woman of all time. She'll be so, but and with the Savannah Marshall thing, it's amazing that she's even getting a shot. You know what I'm saying? But you know, it, it's the narrative and the UK, right? The UK fan base. You know what I'm saying? And forgive uh -huh. me if I'm wrong. You know, I know it's across the pond, UK somewhere over there. And um, the fan base is very strong over there. Women's boxing is very strong over there, and they rallying behind mm -hmm. her. But honestly, man, I, I really and Clarissa said this before. You know, she said, "Won't you fight somebody?" She said, 
fight Hannah Gabriels, and I, I would love right. to see that fight Hannah Gabriels and her. You know what I'm saying? Right. And, and, and that that would have been perfect. You know, in my opinion, she's getting this fight a lot too early. A lot of it is hype until we, you know, we never we haven't mm-hmm. seen over the top ten opponent or top opponent exactly. Like that. And if Clarissa was fighting a lot of those chicks because the, the, the female Clarissa just fought um, coaching, um, she was 21 and 0. I think she had 11 to mm-hmm. 13 knockouts. You know what I'm saying? Right. And on paper, that's amazing. And I'm not saying she's not a, she's not a, she's not you know a good fighter, but I'm just saying, you know, that's even probably a, a, a higher level fight fighter than what what uh than what Savannah Marshall's been fighting. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, most definitely. But I do think her power is real. I do think her power is real. I, I watch how she throw her punches and her punch placement, mm-hmm. and um, you know, but I think Clarissa has a lot more speed and a lot mm-hmm. more experience in her footwork, head just, movement. You know, head movement. It, it, mm-hmm. But you know, for old girl to be that tall and long, like she moves pretty well. But you know, it's it's different under the lights with the growth. Right. And that's what that's. You know what I mean, most can't definitely. Wait. Yeah, I can't wait for that one, old brother. Most definitely, man. Let, let's let, let's get into now our connector with segment, man. Since we done we done touched on the quote, you know, one of our faves of the of, of the podcast. Let's move into our connector with segment. Connect simply means you agree with means you disagree, and this is more of our rapid fire segment where we throw around and spitball different topics that are relevant right now in boxing. So, speaking about, you know, some people thinking certain people are greatest of all time and legends, there is a legend by the name of Oscar De La Hoya, who when interviewed, said that right now, a fight with him and Floyd Money Mayweather would sell about five million pay-per-views. Not one, not two, not three, not four, but five million pay-per-views for a De La Hoya versus Money Mayweather rematch right now in 2022. So Q, connect the will that five million households or bars or whatever entities would purchase Oscar De La Hoya Versus Floyd Money Mayweather rematch at this point in their uh, their prospective careers. That's a win for me, man. It's, you know what I'm saying? That that is a mega cap. <laughs> that is a mega cap. You know what I'm saying? That's a super cap. It won't do five million. I I, I really do think that that fight will probably do better than many pay per views if they were to really make it a fight. Right, right. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, well, Mayweather can lose. Pay to see that, you know what I'm saying? People will pay to see, and a lot of people felt the way. And I was one of the one of the people who want to see the rematch when they initially fought. You know what I'm saying? It never happened. It'll be one of the better late than nevers, like Roy Jones and um, Mike Tyson, um, which did over a million pay per view. I feel like five million is a big stretch, but um, you know, people will be excited to see a De La Hoya. You know, he always brings it, and to see Mayweather get in the ring where he's actually in a real fight. So. Um, I think it'll do numbers, but uh, five million, nah, it ain't, it ain't gonna be, it ain't gonna break the record, Pacquiao record. Hey man, I'm, I'm telling you right now, that's a, a big old whiff from me too, man. I absolutely not, that fight is not doing five million. I, I could see it approaching one billion. Like I said, if it, if it's really interesting as far as it really being a real fight and not you know an exhibition style fight, so with very short rounds and. Um, very short time limit on the round so 
you know, I, that, that's a big whip, man. But of course, you know, I don't rule it. I don't rule that out from happening in a year or two as an exhibition, as a quick money grab. Like I said, people people would still pay a little bit of money to see those two legends hop in the ring, um, just for the fun of it. But five million people, nah, you're not about to get five million people to buy that one. So that's definitely a whip from both of us. So we we agree there, man. So now let's get into the second one. The second one, man. We got a Mr. Gary Antoine Russell, who is about to face off against a former champion contender, Victor Postal, on February 26th on Showtime. He is now saying that he is going to knock out Victor Postal by five rounds. He He's predicting that within five, he's going to stop Victor Postal. So connect the with Q. You believe that Gary Antoine Russell has the skills to pay the bills to knock out one Victor Postal within five rounds in a few weeks. I'm gonna go with a whiff, man, just because Victor Postal has, has been in the ring with Bud Crawford 12. The last person that went 12 with Bud Crawford that's been on the tear like Michael Myers, you know what I'm saying? Ever since. Mm -hmm. Um along KO Street, you know, and um and Josh Taylor. They both he went mm -hmm. with both of those guys. I would think that it would be an amazing statement if Mr. Gary Antron Russell could do that. You know what I'm saying? I would love to see it. But even though Victor Postal is getting getting up in age a little bit, you know, until I see, because you know, Gary Antron Russell had he hadn't been that active either. But he is an mm -hmm. amazing talent, the whole Russell family, man, you know. And um I, I just feel like I'ma have to go with a whiff, you know, for the knockout five rounds. You know, I, I believe the fight might go to this, my opinion. Hey man, I, I agree with you on that one too, bro. I don't think at all uh, that he's gonna get a Victor Postal out of there. Even though Victor Postal has is coming off of a layoff himself, I don't believe he's fought in about a year and a half, and he's now 37, 38 years of age. So Victor Postal is, is pretty on, on on the the tail end of his career before he hangs it up. Um, almost kind of playing gatekeeper now as kind of a step up opponent for Gary Antoine Russell, but I still think. Victor Postal has enough to where he's not that washed with the experience that he the experience that he has to get blasted out of there in five rounds. So I expect Gary Antoine Russell to really have to put in some real rounds in this step up fight to get the decision victory against Victor Postal or a late stoppage. But within five rounds, I don't see it. It is going to be interesting because Gary Antoine Russell is about as inactive as Big Pro. You know, Mr. Gary Russell Jr. And so we really would love to see Gary Antoine Russell after this fight stay active as well. Um, he's younger than his big bro. I think he's like 25, 26 years of age, uh, trying to rise the ranks of that 140 pound division, which that's about to be another hot, spicy, bubbling division as well. Because you got a Tiafima Lopez who just went up there. You got Josh Taylor dominating at 140, and you got a few other fighters who uh, who are really, really trying to get in that 140-pound division and make some noise. You got Tank dibbling, dabbling. One minute he got his foot in the 140-pound division, one foot out. So you know we got to see Gary Antoine Russell really stay consistent um, and give us fights after this Victor Postal fight to really start taking them serious. But I agree with you, man. It's a it's a whip on on getting him out of there within five rounds. And no doubt, and for anybody that might not know who he is, um, 
he actually beat Spence in uh I think the Olympics Eliminator. Um and um, you know, it was a it was a close fight, but uh either way it goes when we talking about amateurs and all that type of stuff. Um, you know, that 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 is something that really, you know, made me know who he was. But um, cause everybody thought it was uh Gary Russell Jr., but it was actually Gary Antoine Russell. And um, you know, it's a wait and see, man. I'm excited for that fight. I think that's February the twenty sixth or something like that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, yeah, February 6th. I think it's on, uh, uh, Chris Colbert undercard. Chris Colbert undercard. Mm-hmm. Showtime. Show, time on Showtime. It's going down, baby. Most definitely, man. With that being said, man, let's get into our next connector with. This connector with is about a gentleman who has been hunting and searching, looking high and low, running up in press conferences with Canelo, all types of stuff, trying to land a big-time bout, whether it's Triple G, Canelo, you name it around the middleweight division. And this is none other than Demetrius Andrade. Andrade has now vacated his 160-pound belt and is now chasing a title eliminator in the 168-pound division. Of course, one could assume that this move is targeted at becoming a mandatory to Canelo. So he figured, hey, Canelo's not going to, you know, he ain't going to come down here and fight me. He's going to try to duck and run or whatever, whatever to stay away from fighting me. How about I'm going to chase him up to 168, and I'm going to beat everybody I need to beat in order to become a mandatory to one of his titles and get that mandatory activated to get that fight. So, Q, do you believe this move by Andrade in leaving the 160-pound division and going up to 168 and chasing a title will land him the Canelo Alvarez fight. What I think is um, if he goes up to 168, and I think him and Benavidez will be on a, a, a crash collision course. Collision course. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah. I think that'll be a way not to have to deal with both of those guys. One of those guys, whoever wins out of that fight, I feel like we'll be in position, you know, obviously. Um, mm-hmm. That's that's the other name there. And, um, you know, two undefeateds, you know what I'm saying, fights that, that everybody's clamoring to see. Um, right. I'm, I'm excited about Andrade moving up and just, just taking the destiny in his own hands because uh, it didn't look like anybody was going to come that was going to fight him at 160. Mm-hmm. So he's pushing the envelope. He's pushing the envelope. Like, like, like a lot of Canelo fans have been saying, I, you know, I get them the credit to say these guys need to fight each other instead of chasing Canelo. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Canelo, you know, he he like the damn rabbit around the Greyhound track. Everybody chasing him. Right. And, you know, mm-hmm. giving each other a pass. Even though I say both of these guys have, they ain't been, you know, these two boogeymen themselves. So, you know, it just, uh, it'll be an advantage to, to Benavidez just because it's his division. You know, uh, mm-hmm. so um, I'm excited for it. I'm here for it. Yeah, it's, man. It's a, it's a connect, I think, because I think the winner will eventually, you know, will be able to call out, and the people will call for what I think. Yeah, you know, I, I'm, I'm gonna say that it's a uh, uh, a connect as well, only because I, I gotta tip my cap to Andrade for uh, for chasing him up at the 168 pound division, because it's clear it's clear as day at this point that Canelo's not going back to 160. Uh, that. Uh, if he was going back to 160, then we might possibly get Triple G Canelo three. But at this point, he's staying at 168 or higher. So I, I salute Andrade for going up 
and, and trying to earn it the hard way. He's trying to go and knock out. He's knocking. At this point, because Canelo Alvarez is the money man and he has the right to pick and choose and right. pick his opponents how he wants to, at this point, he says, you know what? I'm going to knock at the door of these sanctioning bodies. And at this point, they won't be able to, to deny me being a top-level opponent and being a mandatory. So I'm going to go that route. So I, I feel like that is a very, very, very feasible option for him. And I think that can possibly land him the Canelo Alvarez fight. Because while Canelo Alvarez could say no, no, no all day long and get out of my face, if he can convince the sanctioning bodies to respect him as the mandatory and activate it, I do believe that a Canelo Alvarez has enough of that pride in him that he's not going to vacate a title to not fight a Demetrius Andrade. So no I feel like this is the smart, the smart political route uh, for Andrade to take. So, man, I, I agree with it. And I'm there for it, too, as well. Is there any, is there any more updates on uh, Charlo, the Charlo fight, May 5th? What's up with that? Man, yeah, I haven't I, I haven't heard anything yet, man, on, on the Charlo fight against uh Castano. Um so No, 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 no not Charlo Castano. That's March 19th. I'm talking about Charlo with, with Charlo. Canelo. Oh, oh, oh yeah, Charlo Canelo, man. There, there's still no no <laughs> announcements just yet. Um hopefully that happens, but it's been really mum, so I assume that Charlo's probably still uh, probably sitting there trying to negotiate as much as he can, but who knows? Because I know, man, you were just telling me that dude Macabo did win, even though the fight wasn't on uh, any network. So who knows if Canelo is now sitting here trying to draw up another plan, but there's been no words on it, bro. Right. So, so we'll see, man. But let's get into... Oh, oh, hold on. Oh, my bad, my bad. For all of y'all, we got one more, and then one more connected with, and this one, this one is very, very, very interesting, all right? So, we finally have a, a bout that was supposed to happen, but it, it didn't happen due to some unforeseen circumstances, but now we have... The WBA, I believe, making Roly Ramirez the mandatory to Javante Tank Davis. So Smack Talking Roly is now officially going to get the bout now in 2022. So Q, do you think, connect the whip. Here's a connect the whip for you, my brother. Roly Ramirez has a shot to knock out Javante Tank Davis in this oh, bout. <laughs> he talking all that smack like he gonna get Tank up out of there. So connect the with that he really has a legitimate chance at getting that boy Tank up out of there. Nah, it's a whiff for me. I don't I don't see it. He, he's too wild. You know, power one thing, man, you know, but you you swinging for the fences, you better be kind of, I think he'll get slept. You know what I'm saying? He'll get stopped by fight, <laughs> my opinion. From watching the, li the limited rounds I've seen him fight you know, he go in there and he, he remind me of Peter McNeely when Peter McNeely fought mm -hmm. Mike Tyson when Mike Tyson got out of prison in the first fight where he just <laughs> swung for the fences, bulldozed, and, you know, till he got caught. Um, I think it'll be a exciting fight. And, and mm -hmm. I, I, I love the brother Roller Ramirez. I love every interview he, he does. And, you know, hey, he's a hey, star, pure clickbait. Pure clickbait. He clickbait. He's a star. He know how to market himself, man. He's mm -hmm. like the Laval ball of boxing. You know what I'm saying? 
<laughs> he know he know what to say. You know what I'm saying? He gonna he gonna say some outlandish, and he's funny with it. So uh, mm-hmm. I, and, and, and I'm so happy that 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 whole situation is behind him. Um, you know that was real crazy, and you know that's the game. EA Sports. You know what I'm saying? Glad right. to have him back. You know what I'm saying? And hopefully, hopefully this fight gets made. You know, well, I mean, hopefully, I mean it's man it's mandated, but hopefully, uh, you know, I like to see that. I think that'll be decent rounds, good fun fight. Even though a lot of people, nobody really respect Rody to win that fight, people still want to see it. You know what I'm saying? He's a, he's a real salesman. Hey man, you know I'm I'm actually gonna go connect on this, bruh. I'm gonna go connect and say that Roley has a shot at, at at Rocking Tank. Now, do I think it's gonna happen? No, but I do think Roley has enough power that I could see Roley throwing caution to the wind, bruh, and I could see him just going for it and possibly clipping Tank with a wild shot. Oh my god! So okay. I think it could it could get. If you had to put a percentage on that, what Ooh. would be the one out of hundred percent? Uh, uh, I'm, I'm gonna be real with you, bro. I'm gonna give him a sixty percent chance. What? I'm, I'm gonna give him a sixty percent chance that that. Oh, you basically he, saying he a favorite to not tank out? Oh, oh no, 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 no. I'm not saying no. I'm saying that not to to clip him, right? I, oh, I think he will. Uh, yeah, I, I think oh, he's gonna him. clip okay, tank. Yeah, okay. Um, really get him out of there. No, I ain't gonna lie, man. You know, I still got my money rolling with Tank Davis, but Tank got I'm some just, defense, I, man. Tank. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm I'm feeling like because what I think will happen with Roley is I feel like there's no way that this fight doesn't turn into a firefight. And I do think that also, um, while Tank has bombs, I feel like Tank also, when he gets into a firefight, he can get caught too. Because even in the Mario Barrios fight. We saw Tank take a couple of shots from a Mario Barrios when they got into a couple of exchanges. So I think I think Rody's gonna throw caution to the wind, bro, because he's I got nothing to lose, you know. And so I, I can see him clipping. I ain't gonna lie, man. I like him to I like him to make it interesting, bro. I just with, don't with see a him, nice little shot at some point. I don't see him setting his punches up. I just see him throwing them haymakers. <laughs> <laughs> I don't see the yeah. jabs. I don't see him setting his punches up. That, that that's more, you know, if he could if he could learn how to set his set his big shot up, okay. I get you know, we got some decent timing, but ah, it's gonna be, you know, it it's gonna be a fun fight to watch, no doubt. Yeah, it, and then and then like and then like you said, man, a lot of people wouldn't expect him to be, you know, sticking to a jab or doing anything real technical. And I think that's also the beauty of the Roly Ramirez fight. Honestly, I think most boxing observers could say that, hey, man, I can't tell you what game plan Roley's really going to have. Like, like Roley hasn't really fought a lot of top-level opponents. He hasn't, you know, been on the big stage a whole lot under the bright light. So I think even Tank, bruh, might not know what was what what way Roley's going to play it. So, so, I mean, that always makes for Listen. something becoming interesting. That, I ain't gonna even lie, that'll be a fight I'd love to be at. I wanna be at the press conference and all that. <laughs> you know what I mean? I wanna get that hey, way in. Cause you know, that, that's gonna be entertaining, man, straight up. Hey, man. So, so we'll see how that goes, man. But thank you all for listening to us on Podcast 91. This is your man JD rocking with Q. Q, you got anything for the people, man, before we get out of here from Podcast 91? Smash the like button one more time if you ain't did it already, man. That's what I got. You know what I'm saying? You know, all rock right. with us, man. 2022 going to be big. Be a big gift about the vibe TV, man. 
Nah, I mean, don't miss out. All right, man. No doubt, man. Uh, salute to everybody who's tuning in, listening. Y'all make sure y'all download this on all streaming platforms. And you can always catch our live video footage on YouTube. And we are out. Boxing Vibes TV.